0: a story, fill up the pages, sing a little song, keep me around,
1: keep me with you, right by your nightstand, keep me around, as long as you can.
2: Alright, they've successfully put the cats into the other room. God, oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to be trying to, <laughs> it's one of my least favorite accents to its sounds I was kind of feeling it when I was playing, that game Metro, pretty consistently, but. They I mean...
0: had terrible Oh, Russian yes, but accents. I would
2: hear the Russian accents quite frequently. I can't, it becomes like You sound t- exactly
0: like the game.
2: Yes, which isn't good, that's not a good,
0: <laughs> it's not good
2: for the game, no. It's
0: great. not good for the game. It's
2: not good for the it's soul. not a star accent. No. But. No, but yes, me you have put the cat away. Yeah, how's that? Put it away.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a linguist.
2: Too... <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nope, not even going to try.
0: Hi, everybody.
2: <laughs> Welcome to today's episode of ADD Storytelling, the podcast in which we explore the missing legends of our time, the past, the present, and the future in the Eurasian in no particular order and sometimes with less than perfect focus. My name is Chiakir, and I'm joined, as always, by our diaphanous Virgin's host, Amiadi. Miadi, why am I just succeeding so well at this accent today?
0: You're just phasing in and out at at random intervals. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't have the... the confidence (laughs) hasn't really struck. I haven't hit a full (laughs) sentence yet. But maybe, in time, I will find my strength. So, Amiadi, why am I speaking in this way today?
0: So, today we're going over Baba Yaga, and it's a traditional, like, Russian peasantry sort of fairy tale type, and also like Slavic areas. So,
2: yes, it comes from the Yamed people of the Slovakian area. No, that's not, that's going to get me in trouble. Can't say <laughs> Russia's too big a place to even start trying to ethno categorize peoples. It's going to get me in trouble if I say they're Slavic.
0: Well, I guess if we're thinking about Russia as being the Soviet Union, where they tried to, like, take over a bunch of places, there's, like, a lot of Slavic areas in that region.
2: And thank God that's over with.
0: Right. So, I was just talking about this earlier, but all the best folktales come from, like, peasantry and people that are sort of down and out.
2: Dirt people like us. People that live under the earth, not above it. We live in a small hole.
0: And a lot of the fairy tales from Ireland and Scotland are about under the hills. And oh that, yeah,
2: the hill folk
0: and the little mounds. Yeah, that's very of Hills could be like dead fairies.
2: Icelandic, too.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. the hill folk.
0: Under the hills, so, people that were really passing these folk tales around were not super benefiting from the Russian imperial re- regime. So like, are we talking
2: <laughs> imperial Russia, like the czars and the czarinas and things of that nature?
0: Yeah. So there are czars and czarinas like in the folk tales that we're using cuz I'm using primarily Russian folk tales mm-hmm. even though in the beginning we're talking about some Czech influences and other things Slavic influences
2: some deep witcher cuts here
0: I did not mention the witcher at all
2: Well I am right now which right up top. I
0: I just assumed that you would bring up the witcher and I can tell you some things that were in the witcher mm-hmm. and
2: good cuz we're we're going there oh but <sighs> we're going to need to edit this but, out because Maddie I can, I can barely hear my audio cuz wind's howling
0: I actually believed you when you said I had to start over. <laughs> you were just doing the thing.
1: <laughs> setting myself up. A good Geralt quote.
0: Okay. How you
1: like that silver?
0: This is going to be a two-parter. We're going to do the tuckered out episode tra- as it traditionally is on the four, so the sixteen, and then have a kind of break in between the two. Um, and what
2: will that tuckered out be about? Your guess is as good as mine dear listener. I am uh figuring it out.
0: ADD storytellers may have some procrastination situations happening.
2: Okay. Or just other work.
0: Or other work. That's true.
2: And the Evil Dead game. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah.
0: So this one, part one, is going to be an introduction to Baba Yaga and the context surrounding that. Especially in Russian folktales. So... We'll talk at the beginning about the context, and then we'll do a couple tales, and the second one will basically be all tales that are less, like, super basic, I suppose.
2: Oh, great. So you're undercutting this episode already by saying it's super basic. Oh, but it's just basic context.
0: Basic context. So, So like, um, the most well-known Baba tales, we'll probably do one or two of those in this one, and then more, like, deeper ones the next episode.
2: I'm excited. Are we shortening it to Baba? Because well, I'm we... down to run it with like that.
0: <laughs> so I do Are have a just... linguistical context to start out with too, but first, 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 first.
2: Before that, um, can I ask, I know we don't usually title these episodes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but can we title this one Baba Yaga, part one, 100% that bitch?
0: I don't see why not, but nobody's going to see 100% that bitch because it's too long.
2: <laughs> oh, they'll see it. <laughs> it does the scroll.
0: I can put, put it in parentheses. Anyway. Good.
2: Glad
1: we got that covered.
0: Yep, yep. The two sources I'm using today are
1: The Necronomicon,
0: <laughs> the Encyclopedia of Russian and Slavic Myth and Legend from ni- 1998, and then Baba Yaga, The Wild Witch of the East in Russian Fairy Tales, whose intro and translations were by Sibyl and Forrester.
1: Nice. So, it's
0: a pretty good book.
2: I'm ima- imagining we're going to get some like Brother's Grimm crossover here. As I've been slowly reading that collection of short stories, there have been a, quite a few wherein the old crone archetype is derived from. Like, and when you trace it back at the end of each, at the end of each uh, one of their fables, they have kind of a quick rundown of the sources, mm-hmm. and Babiaga comes up quite frequently as just the base archetype for many of the curmudgeon, curmudgeon problematic elderly women. I'll call them.
0: Yeah. We'll probably be talking about the source material for those kinds of things, but she is...
2: A crusty geriatric hag.
0: That's one of the things that she is, yes. So, we'll start with names. Basic, basic, basic.
2: All right. So, is this, is this etymology Corner? Yes. Hell yeah.
0: So, Baba Yaga in Russia and other such places. Iyan Zababa, or Jezda in Poland. And Jazzy Baba in the Czech Republic. So and there's probably like a, these are J's. I don't know how J's are pronounced. Oh, this is
2: definitely all coming from Jezebel, the most famous whore in the Bible.
0: Oh, um, well, they have different names, actually. So they're not really related.
2: Oh, they have to be, at least on some like local level.
0: I don't think so, because... Um, a
2: mutation of Jezebel? How, how could it not be?
0: Well, so I'm going to say it later, but Jeze is a different word. In like Slavic languages, that doesn't mean anything like that.
1: Okay.
0: So, anyway, Baba in the traditional Russian culture means a married peasant woman. However, in Russia now, Baba is an insulting word for women, suggesting low class qualities, slovenliness, lack of emotional restraint, or sexual availability of an aging or otherwise unattractive. So, it's like
2: a Yikes. negative, negative milf. Yeah. Not Mel Cougar.
0: So don't go calling people Baba. Doesn't uh, mean that the same way. But what if,
2: can we... <laughs> this is a question for you and anyone else that wants to answer and get in this hot water. Can one reclaim it?
0: Well, Baba Yaga as a character is being reclaimed in the same way that the the witch and the maiden and the crown and the pagan goddesses of yore are being reclaimed now.
2: Yeah, so we should reclaim Baba. So to all our Russian-speaking listeners out there, go start calling everyone you know Baba. Make it work. Own it.
0: The word Babka is a midwife type of woman, so someone who has experience with childbirth and usually helps other women give birth and gives advice on child rearing. Is that what
2: midwifery is? Yeah. I thought it was like the wife after your first divorce,
1: but before your third marriage.
0: Are you being serious? I don't think you are. No. (laughs) <laughs> you said it really seriously, though. I bought uh, it for like ten whole seconds. Uh, then your face changed. Okay. And then a babushka.
2: Oh, we all know that. No is an affectionate
0: term for grandmother, or here in the western states, it's referring to like sort of the peasant headdress yeah. that people wear. It's
2: kind of just a little bundled up face.
0: And this is a cuter connection. Uh, baba is also related to the word babochka, which is a butterfly or a similar bowtie looking thing. And a babochka is related to the ancient belief that when a person died, the soul left the body in the form of a bird or butterfly, uh, which is comparable even to the other ancient myth in Greek, psyche, which also meant both soul and butterfly.
2: And then a Russian baboshka, of course, is when you flash your neighbors.
0: Did you just make up a word? No. That's... Okay.
1: Definitely true.
0: Anyway, yaga is a little bit harder to define. So, the encyclopedia that I brought it from says the Russian word yaga means hag. In mm-hmm. the other source, it says that maybe it comes from the verb that means to ride, either the Russian ekat or the German word for huntsman, which is jaeger. Mm-hmm. Another theory comes from words in other Slavic languages like Bosnian, Croatian, and Serbian, uh, like jeza, which means shiver, or jezivo, meaning chilling or horrifying. And it meant something along the lines of horrible and scary.
2: Yeah, but see, like, those come from Jezebel.
0: You don't know that. You're not a freaking linguist. (laughs) You're not looking at the dictionary of etymology across cultures. Also in Russian, Baba Yaga is not capitalized, even though it is in the Western states. Um, And it's actually a description of a type of things. Something like old lady Yaga or scary old woman. Or a witch hag, that kind of thing.
2: Nasty dumpy lady.
0: <laughs> so there's often more than one type of Baba Yaga in Russian stories. So we could really say like a Baba Yaga.
2: Oh, like if you're Italian,
0: rather than like, just a
2: Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga over here. Oh, do you mean singular? As singular. In I ba- was
0: I was putting like emphasis.
2: Ah, oh, I thought you were saying a Baba Yaga. Nasty over here. That
1: book of the bat bull.
0: Okay, so who is she?
1: Probably a nasty old crone lady.
0: Yeah, so, like, there is sort of the archetype in the fairy tales, and there's also the role that the goddess-type thing there's plays. There's
2: Jungian archetype, too, that shows up across cultures. One of those, like, I think it's got like, 15 or something? I might be way off on that, but yeah, these symbols that show up over and over and over across time and culture that everyone can relate to. It's just the old crone. It's one of them.
0: Yeah, I think in Jungian therapy it's used for like... Hmm, this is...
2: It's not so much the therapy aspect, it's the psychology of the collective unconsciousness.
0: Oh, okay. So like, one of his theories? Yes. Okay. Basically, Baba Yaga is an immortal shapeshifter with knowledge of everything in the world and a watcher of the barrier between life and death. So this is sometimes conflated with the pagan tri- triune goddess in the crone aspect, or, like, the three fates of the Greeks, and as a death fertility goddess like Persephone and Ereshkigal.
2: Also reminiscent of the Arabic ghoul, which is a shape-shifting creature that lives in that kind of liminal world between realms of the jinn and human.
0: I believe a ghoul, though, is a resurrected corpse.
2: And that's what it became
1: in Western, like, thought and folklore, but in the original Arabic context, it's a shape shifter.
0: Maybe. In the triune theory, her benevolent guise is associated with fertility and new life. The middle guise is one of both malice and grace, where she kind of maps out your life. And the third guise is associated with death, where she decides when people die, but also can be the cannibal-esque character that we see who violently chooses the end of a character life.
2: That just reminds me of the the fun... You already mentioned them, but I'm specifically thinking of those fun crones in the Disney Hercules movie.
0: Yes. Yeah. The oldest story suggests that she had oranges in the Paleolithic times, and her oldest domain is as a goddess of animals, especially birds, wolves, and bears. An East Slavic connection, Mokosh. I
2: love that Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> the East Slavic connection? That one got you?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's a silly... Yeah, I guess. Which translates as raw or moist Mother Earth.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Hell yeah actually, no. no. Hell no.
0: Mokosh is mentioned in traditional proverbs that concern planting or burial. So, Oh,
2: like a fertility goddess.
0: Yes. So this invokes the damp and chilly earth of spring and the soils of which we return to in death. As the Baba Yaga is often found in the forest, she's closely associated with the soil that births new life, and the underground where new sprouts and mushrooms spawn. And her connection to Makosh also links her to Paraskeva, Whose day was celebrated near Halloween and linked to concerns of food harvest, transition between summer and fall, and holding the secrets of winter and old age.
2: She's very much a calendrical kind of figure, as most of these old old gods
1: are. We've talked about this before, like with Enki being a a kind of a placeholder or a calendar in terms of like
2: priests and early religions using these stories as a way to keep. A routine of harvest and uh, sowing of seeds.
1: Yes, kind of in line, it's easier to, for the people, the laymen, to kind of associate the ritual harvest with a god and a greater uh, story than to just kind of
2: create a calendar system.
0: She may also be related to the ancient Berengini, Um plural. So that's a plural form of female divinities whose title should come. Uh, could come from bereg, uh, which means riverbank, or from the verb root of bereg, to keep slash conserve or to preserve or economize. So beregi as a divinity thing, guaranteed the health of the forest, but also protect the hunters of the forest. So people that are hunting, et cetera.
2: Yeah, those would be the hunters of the forest. And this, the we see
0: <laughs> yes. In this, we see the dualism of a huntress or animal god being the patron of hunters, as it was traditionally a practice of survival and of skill that involved knowing the ways of the forest and animals, versus the bullshit crossbow, whoa, white supremacist bullshit hunting that we get these days in the United States. If you're a trophy crossbow, actually,
2: in the U.S., I would say more respect for the crossbow user than the, you know. Yeah, I high guess high caliber rifle.
0: I agree, crossbow is better. So if you have like a scope rifle,
2: yeah, there's a, like there's
0: like, yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know why you went after the crossbow so hard.
0: You're fair. Yeah, you're, that's fair. I okay. say if you're a trophy hunter lot. and you don't eat anything that you're yeah, doing, that. and you have no reason to be hunting, unless you're like literally culling an invasive species, then.
2: Would the master yeah. of the hunt be the jägermeister?
0: I don't know. That would make sense for the drink. It is interesting, though, for Jägermeister that the symbol is a deer.
2: Wait, I mean, that kind of works.
0: I guess, because it like you hunt deer normally.
2: Yeah.
0: I feel like it would be something that would be like a bow and arrow. Interestingly, an Obereg is an amulet that's usually hung in the home or worn to protect from evil. Right. So.
1: Is that a character in... No, Oberon. That's my thing.
0: <laughs> Oberon's not the same.
1: No, it's not.
0: Um, in some tales, there's a single Baba Yaga, especially in those where they need to test a child that was sent away or where she kidnaps children.
2: The one that's still available on the market?
0: Singular. Oh, uh, not... Yes. Sorry. Uh, but several others have multiple Baba Yagas that are often related to one another, whose homes serve as waypoints for those on a quest.
2: Nice. So you can fast travel between them?
0: <laughs> or you long travel is usually what happens. <laughs> Okay, so what does she look like?
2: Old and dumpy.
0: Yeah, so the appearance kind of varies widely, especially since Bob Yaga is more of a witch crone archetype in Russian folklore okay. more often than a particular person.
2: Real quick, just because yes. it went so well last
1: week. First name that comes to mind to cast Bob Yaga. go. You mean like an actress? Yeah, or an actor, anyone. Hmm. You know what would be cool um, is Aquafina's grandma in... That would be dope. I was going Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow would be a good, like, middle aspect. Midwife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because she eats children.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) What
1: do you think are in those jade eggs?
0: I don't know. Child souls. So she's usually described as an aging crone. Sometimes in grotesque characters of women aging that belie a bit of sexism on my end. And uh, others in a more neutral way.
2: And certainly also anti Semitism.
0: Uh not sure about that. Uh, there's much attention paid to her teeth as they're sometimes made of iron, but always long and sharp.
1: Fuck yeah. So that iron she can cheese. eat
0: people and children whenever she pleases.
2: I'm software shit there. Hell yeah.
0: Her nose is often large if mentioned, and sometimes her nose and breast are made of iron, which suggests her terrifying strength.
2: Also, I mean, total conjecture, but possibly syphilis, because usually if you lose those extremities, it's at that time, on account of syphilis.
0: If you have like,
2: hey, yeah, if you, that's why people would get like prosthetics on their face.
0: Oh, and... That's disgusting. Did yeah. you learn that in that book that you're reading?
2: Uh, no, I've learned this over the years. That's Ugh. why. That's why British people were so into wigs.
0: Ugh. It
2: was to cover up the fact that they, none of them had hair.
0: That's horrible. Okay. Her bony leg is also mentioned. To be
2: fair, it wasn't just the British, it was just the (laughs) yeah,
0: Which is sometimes gold or wood or otherwise unusual. In her crone guise, she plays into the witch archetype of many classical fairy tales. So the witch who demands the newborn child in exchange for her service or as punishment for someone who has wronged her. The witch in the woods who treats kids well or tells them to do things before eating them. The wise woman who will give you a trinket or knowledge to get on to the next step in your quest. Along with her sisters, cousins, daughters, etc. Finger reader. And also a powerful shapeshifter that is either needed to assist you or needed to be defeated to finish the tale. So that's usually the four types of things that she's doing.
2: Doesn't seem like that's overall very negative, though. Like, I think the first one was negative. But the others could, I mean, I'm sure, depending on the tale and the teller could be construed in a native way but uh, they're not necessarily malevolent
0: right yeah there's ones that are like really particularly like that she's a cannibal and such and there are other ones where she's kind of neutral where it's like she's being nice now but at any point she could change her mind and just fucking destroy you
2: so like just a general person on this like on the highway
0: or she could be benevolent you know so her benevolent guys is off as a sort of normal-aged peasant woman with lovely hair and features, often wearing the traditional headdress of a married woman. She's described as having several kinds of children, human and otherwise, without any mention of a husband. The encyclopedia goes on this tangent about how, like, maybe it's because we didn't know where children came from, you know, whatever, and it didn't matter if she had a husband or not. Um, And then in some she's a bunch
2: of catty bullshit amongst the villagers, yeah, well, who cares
0: there's also a thing she's probably just
2: plowing local local delivery boys that come through
0: well, she's a fertility goddess, so she could probably just divine her own children,
2: yeah, but... and she's also a hot single lady over fifty in your area, looking to bang
1: mm-hmm.
0: and
2: she probably just finds them wherever she can and you know, let her let her plow turkey
0: interestingly in traditional Russia, there's like a when you're naming the child, like you have your father's name and a suffix, and mm. then there's like the one where you don't know the father, so you do the mother's name, mm. and that's like considered to be like you never use the mother's name, so it's like really meh. So they a do, John like Snow, thing. for her um daughters because they're like fatherless, so they're trying. must be whatever. It's just a derisive
2: naming tradition.
0: Yeah, this is like after Christian stuff came in, so it's usually really. Yeah.
2: It got shitty and anti-woman after Christianity got involved.
0: Apparently. In one story, where a young man. Glad we're over that. (laughs) Where a young man visits the Baba Yaga to get a horse to rescue his maiden. Tell me more. She has forty mare daughters, as in female horses.
2: Yeah, she got she got horse horse children. All right, all right, I'm in.
0: His task towards getting the steed. Is Was that one of them, them named to...
2: Marriott Tubman?
0: Maybe <laughs> he needs to control the mare daughters for twenty-four hours, which he ends up succeeding.
2: Was one named Philly Eilish?
0: <laughs> She'll often have a daughter or daughters, which v- can vary considerably by character.
2: Was there I... another named Rita Nayworth?
0: They can either be kind of stupid and incompetent, or one of great beauty and virtue that can be married off to the protagonist. Whenever a child enups, ends up in her home, Baba Yaga often has them show that they are proficient in household tasks that were previously essential for survival, such as cooking, fire-building, weaving, and spinning. Um, she's often kinder or more fair than the evil stepmother who sends their unloved daughter to the witch in the hopes that Baba Yaga will eat or. Otherwise kill
2: her. News news come in. Too. Take a look at my horse daughter. This is this is Christina Appaloosa Gate. She knows how to use the DoorDash. She will get you anything you need. Very good around the home. <laughs> <coughs> Don't mind me,
1: I am old crone woman. Have you seen any delivery boys? I I need to plow. <laughs> uh,
0: she's also got some animal aspects, you're being
1: Yes, the most
2: closely associated with how you say the cougar.
0: <laughs> she's a wolf goddess who eats whoever trespasses her domain. She can induce nightmares and diseases, a lot like that. wolves do. And um, there's sort of like a werewolf vampire link in that. She's also associated with the bear, who sometimes replaces her in the role of master of the forest and the serpent. So in Russian legend, she's associated with both serpents and dragons. Kochi, the Deathless, is a dragon in human guise whose destiny is ruled by Baba Yaga. Really?
1: No,
2: but just Kochi the Deathless? Definitely. I mean...
0: So she gives him immortality but allows him to be killed, so it's like those things that'll live forever unless slain. She also controls the multi-headed fire-breathing dragon named Chudo Yudo, who stands guard over the water of life and death. Damn. The birds most often associated with Baba Yaga other than chickens are geese, swans, and eagles. They are both hunting birds and birds that ferry souls to the afterlife.
2: But primarily chickens.
0: Well, chickens are more associated with her house, which is interesting.
2: Like a chicken coop?
0: Like chicken feet.
2: Chicken feet are, oh, so she, you would often find chicken feet hung or about her house. as.
0: I got a house it's, section. It's coming up. Okay. Hmm.
2: I have questions now. I'll, I'll, yeah, you I'll, got questions. I'll pause them.
0: Geese, swans, and eagles are both hunting birds and birds that ferry souls. They can carry a living soul to other worlds or ferry souls to the afterlife. This also relates to her hut's location on the border of other worlds. Yeah. Now, her powers. Yeah. And then we'll get to the hut. Is that okay?
1: That's fine. Okay.
0: As mentioned before, she's both a fertility or earth goddess, and one of those strongly associated with death. She's a seer, either by spinning or cutting thread for lives through mirrors or by water. She also owns a sword that can cut and move by itself and a fire-breathing horse. So that's cool.
2: She loaded up. She's got yeah, all quite the, stuff. the build.
0: She has control over all weather, which is apparently a common trait for Russian witch type things, as well as general art, agricultural things like crop death and growth, herd animals, etc.
1: Can you tell me wait, she hurt animals?
0: Herd herd animals. Like well, like cows. When, they, when they would
1: speak or make noise?
0: I'm just going to ignore you. She also has connections with the Leshy. Uh,
1: Leshy, yeah. That's a Witcher
2: reference.
0: Witcher reference. So the creepy wood sprite things. Uh, well, yes. Because she kidnaps children and has the power and knowledge of the forest. She Those can also, go hand in hand. <laughs> she can also drain energy from the sun, a.k.a. Superman, level, and turn the powers of the Earth against humans, like many Earth goddesses do, for one reason or another.
2: Would, that leads me to think, would they associate, like, eclipses with Abiaga.
0: i'm not sure i think that's in a specific area um
2: This certainly seems like an instance where the power of the sun would be drained
0: yeah, otherwise it's just called nighttime she rides through the air on a mortar and pestle yep. and then wipes away signs of her passage with a birch broomstick So that's a little different from other european witches she's not riding the broom she's using it to cover her track.
1: yeah
0: In Slavic culture, mortar and pestle were traditionally used to grind grains for bread flour, but also to prepare flax for spinning. So these are both destructive aspects that later create something as death said. Yeah. Interestingly, Baba Yaga is also able to transform into any guy she needs. And the encyclopedia one says she rules over male genitalia. Yeah, she does. Whatever that means.
2: That's why we were already going going over earlier.
0: (laughs) This is a just thing.
2: She's just slamming ass all over town. (laughs)
0: So, you know, she can do what she
2: likes. Yeah, she rules over male genitalia. She goes out for pussy brunch every day.
0: (laughs) The last thing that we should really know context-wise before we get into the tales is stuff about her hut or her house or whatever.
2: Yeah, tell me about the chicken feet.
0: Right. In Russian, her house is often called an izba. This word tells us that it is a folk house built in wood or logs, a house in the country or near a forest from where its logs came. Her hut is often described as either a peasant hut or as a bathhouse, or even as a wooden house, but always on either four chicken post legs or spindle legs, as in a spindle for a thread, on the four corners. It could also be one chicken foot that it's sitting on.
2: Um, giant chicken feet, or?
0: Four chicken post legs. But
2: I'm saying, like, are they two-scale of a normal chicken's foot?
0: No, I'm assuming they're, like, sort of tree stump size. a
2: large kind of decorative chicken foot
0: can be floating freely and rotating, like the passage of time in the earth. Or the um, cover
2: of Cabin in the Woods.
0: Or be told to rotate on its feet by those who know what to say. Weirdly, in every tale, everyone seems to know what to say for it to turn around. So this that's is
2: also from The Witcher. Not, no, The Witcher is... The playing.
0: Witcher does have a thing yeah. where they do hut, hut, whatever. Yeah. And a lot of the tales that say Little House, Little House, which is interesting. Which so, now, then
2: makes me think it's actual chicken-sized feet.
0: <laughs> it can be in an open field. In the forest or on the seashore, which are all places associated with deep magic and also transition spaces between what's known and unknown.
2: Also just the three types of land in Russia.
0: Well, it's like deep forest. Forest. Or like a forest clearing. and by water. There's like a Russian magic thing where like you need to be in an open field to do like intense magic.
2: It's true. You'll never see Baba Yaga on nothing. You will fall off mountain because of your chicken feet. God damn it, I lost.
0: The spindle feet are for Baba Yaga's connection to spinning as an aspect of the household goddess and also as a connection to the threat of life. In the Baba Yaga book that I mentioned earlier, the author relates a story of a student traveling abroad in Sweden who witnessed houses built on tree stumps in the water. She said the stumps looked a lot like chicken feet. So maybe that's something like they were doing to sort of escape the elements. to like pitch the up. Mm-hmm.
2: Just put it on stilts. That makes sense. A lot of people do that.
0: When her house is more associated with a bathhouse or sauna, she often asks the protagonist to stoke the fire in the bathhouse, clean themselves off, or her children off, or to steam Baba Yaga accidentally, is what happens. Russian peasant women traditionally. uh, Yes. Russian peasant women traditionally gave birth in the bathhouse because it was warm and clean and private, which connects Baba Yaga to the mortality of children. Oh, God. So her role is either in guiding the child to the next stage in life, which she does, or in their quest, which Mm -hmm. she does in a lot of the tales. Sort of leading to the death of a child to adulthood, your childhood dies, or devours the child, which is related to the broader aspect of high infant child mortality rates in these, like, when you have, like, a lack of resources and also just at the the before times, like, way back when, you Mm -hmm. had a really high infant mortality rate.
2: Yeah, and the fact that women would often just eat children.
0: There's also something to talk about. Um, I've
2: read the primary sources. A lot of rich men in that time period say that uh, women just be going around eating babies, so why would they lie?
0: (laughs) A Russian stove traditionally would take up a large amount of one room. Oh, goody. It was often built so it heated and took up parts of more than one room even. So the stove construction would incorporate higher storage shelves to protect both the cold, from the cold and whatever is crawling on the floor. So that doesn't
2: sound highly dangerous.
0: Ovens, knobs, books, or hooks for storing cookware. So it's like half a room, basically. They're they're constructing in the same way that you have a kitchen. Like you build all of that. As... But it's an
2: open concept kitchen that it tends to pour into other rooms. It sounds like.
0: Yeah. But it's like a larger area, so people would sleep in front of it, and also just, you'd be able to keep your stuff warm and dry on the Mm -hmm. top shelves that were away from the fire, but also away from the floor. Mm -hmm. The stove is also associated with the womb, aka the English expression, you have a bun in the oven, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, which connects her to the fertility aspect. Um, a person named Joanna Hubbs writes that the stove can also be associated with a repository of dead souls and our ancestors, which really makes sense for cultures that practice cremation. I'm not sure if Russia is one of those cultures, but it's interesting.
1: Also, um,
2: that area of the house is particularly uh, well suited for playing games of Quent. <laughs> um, and I am fairly certain that Babiaga was the patron saint of Quent.
0: Probably. In this way, a Baba Yaga stove is a gateway between death and rebirth.
2: Because you can kill things in the stove, but you can also make life-sustaining bread. (laughs) And piroshkis.
0: Sometimes the Baba Yaga walks freely around her house. Other tales suggest she is so tall that she lies down across the floor diagonally to fit inside.
2: Oh, like I do when I sleep really soundly sometimes.
0: (laughs) You mean when you take over the whole bed and I can't move? you? Yeah, I remember that. Others go further by saying she's crammed into all corners of her house with her nose pressed up against the roof.
2: Digging that. Very, uh, Resident evil village.
0: Yeah. So sometimes she's alone, in others she has a range of companions or helpers. In one tale she even has a pail of three disembodied ants that help her.
1: Love that. Evil dead.
0: Bones of her victims, or those of the dead, often form either the fence of her cottage or, at the very least, the skulls piked on top of the fence part. Okay. And in some tales, you were talking about the calendar aspect. Yeah. Sometimes she has 12 for the 12 months of the year.
2: Interesting. So they were on a uh, Caesarian kind of Roman calendar already at this point?
0: I'm not sure, but one of the writers mentioned that huh. as being an aspect of the front of her cottage.
2: And would the skulls then be at different stages of decomposition to show the uh, passage of time? Would there be like a fresh skull for January? Sorry, January. <laughs> and then it would progressively, like this emperor, would just be full on bone?
0: I don't think so. I feel like mostly it's all just skulls.
2: Let me have this.
0: Okay, cool. But they sometimes have fire in them, so that's interesting.
2: Fire, you said?
0: Yeah, like flaming skulls. Yeah, as
2: you do. Mm-hmm. Cool ghostwriter showed up in the story.
0: This also symbolizes her connection to the passage of life to death, as well as a source of new life as we all become as we decay.
2: As also, it, it this certainly also symbolizes just what a badass decorator she is. It's metal as shit.
0: Exactly. Baba Yaga's essential connections to the spirit world, and as a guardian for traveling souls during the life, death, and in between are all linked to this sort of bone-heavy area of her house. So sometimes if she's a cannibal, she's got, you know, just dead parts in her soup and just, like, gross skulls around, and sometimes if she's really cannibally, they're like, oh, their lock is like a steel mouth and, like, her other Bones are made of different cabinets or whatever. It's like a whole... Real
2: thing. Ed Gein vibes. Yeah. But, um, I have to also circle back and just say that the bone-heavy area of her house is also where she takes those delivery boys. Thank you very much. I'll see so. myself
0: out. <laughs> silly. This is all, like, kind of creepy, right?
2: It's less creepy and more just classic Russian.
0: It's, yeah. So This the, is just
2: what they're into over there.
0: The author describes, like, the ever-presence of death um, yeah, as
2: being classically Russian,
0: as being like a thing in Russian peasant society. So oh, she's so of,
2: more or less, yeah,
0: yeah. She's hoping to kind of, s- and she uses this metaphor to sort of soften it, like, oh, like look.
2: Oh, this is, I'm excited. Like, a maidens
0: right, are go. related to Pavliaga because whatever. So apparently, Russian peasant girls would make garlands of flowers to tell their fortunes each spring.
2: You know, fortune is always death in schools.
0: Right. So the journey of the flowers in a river would determine the outcome of the fortune.
2: I cannot wait for my ancestors in uh, 200 years to find a quite sweet release in the form of the drug crocodile. They'll be so happy. That's um, the worst shit on the planet. Have you seen anything? Yeah,
0: I'm just going to keep going. If her garland floated away, the girl would get married that year. If it stuck on a branch or a rock, she would have to wait out the season. If the garland of flowers sunk underwater, that just meant she was fated to die that year.
2: Well, to be fair, most
1: feathers aren't heavy enough to sink. Sorry, flowers.
0: Yeah, but like... It's like, you get married, yay. You don't get married, oh well. Death. That's like the third choice. It's not like, oh, you'll be a spinster forever. It's death.
2: Yeah, of course. No, they're just being realistic.
0: so she was trying to make this metaphor like, oh, it, like, Baba Young is not that scary. Like, death was just always around and whatever.
2: I mean, it sure was.
0: I mean, yeah. It sure but is. The whole thing just sounds more disturbing to me, having this as being a like cute back- fortune teller thing that you do. And then imagine if you're the fucking The fun springtime event. Like, what if you tossed it too hard and it went underwater and then that's it? And you're just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm dying this year. And then if you don't die, then it's just people murder you for some reason.
2: Tomorrow, we're going to go out to the park. And I want you to show me how hard you have to toss a flower petal to make it sink.
0: A garland of flowers. So that's like a ring of flowers that they were woven together. How
1: heavy is a garland? I mean.
0: It depends on what flowers you use and how much you're weaving in there.
1: We could have a flower, flower science session. <laughs>
0: Let's get it to the tales, now that we've done all of that research, which is so fun. It was really fun, actually. And we will start with Baba Yaga 2.
1: Resurgence.
0: So, here's, like, one of the more well-known tales of Baba Yaga, basically. It's the second
2: week in a row with a sequel story.
0: I mean, this is just a different version of the original tale, so. Mm-hmm. But I liked this version better. So. Bobby Aga
2: 2. It was better than the original.
0: There's, yeah, okay.
2: It's Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2
1: situation. Bobby Aga 2 had funding.
0: Once there lived an old man and his wife. Oh, um, another thing about old man, like we think of old man as being like, you know, middle age or older.
2: It's like 28.
0: Yeah, so it could be much younger. It's like basically childbearing age, but that could be like our age.
1: That could be like 13.
0: So. It's not usually, like, maiden age, right? But it's like, you know, you're married having children that kind of age. So you could be middle-aged and be an old man as well. Yeah, okay. The old man's wife died, and he took another wife, but he had a little girl from his first wife. The evil stepmother did not like her. She beat her and thought about how to get rid of her once and for all. Once the father went away somewhere, the stepmother said to the girl, Go see your aunt, my sister, and ask her for a needle and thread to sew a shirt for you. But this aunt was a Baba Yaga, a bony leg. The girl wasn't stupid, so she stopped by to see her own aunt first. Hello, Auntie. Hello, my dear. Why are you here? Mother sent me to her sister to ask for a needle and thread to sew a shirt for me. The aunt told her what to do. My dear niece, a birch tree there will whip you in the eyes. You tie it back with a ribbon. The gate there will squeak and slam. You pour some oil under its hinges. The dogs there will tear at you. You toss them some bread. The tomcat there will scratch at your eyes. Give him some ham.
1: Ham for the cat? Ham for the cat. Cats do love ham.
0: The girl set off. She walked and walked. And she got there. (laughs) A hut was standing there, and a Baba Yaga, bony leg, was sitting inside, waiting. Hello, Auntie. Hello, my dear. Mother sent me to ask you for a needle and thread to sew me a shirt. Good. Sit down for a moment and weave. So there, giving her a test. The girl sat down there at the loom. But Baba Yaga went out and said to her maidservant, Go heat up the bathhouse and wash my niece, and be sure to do a good job.
2: Wash my niece?
0: The girl that just came.
2: Yeah. Hm. I
1: yet. want
0: to have her for breakfast. Oh. The girl sat there neither dead nor alive, all terrified. She begged the maidservant, My dear girl, don't light the wood as much as you pour on the water, or carry the water in a sieve. She gave her a handkerchief.
1: A stanky hanky from the maidservant.
0: Baba Yaga was waiting. She walked over to the window and asked, Are you weaving, little niece? Are you weaving, my dear? I'm weaving, Auntie, I'm weaving. Baba Yaga moved away again, and the girl gave the Tomcat some ham and asked him, Is there any way to get out of here? <laughs> Here are a comb and a towel for you.
1: That's what the cat said? Said the cat. Sweet.
0: Take them and run away. Baba Yaga will chase after you. You put your ear to the ground, and when you hear that she's close, throw down the towel first. It will turn into a wide, wide river. Okay. pretty sweet towel. Yeah. If Baba Yaga crosses the river and starts to catch up with you, you put your ear to the ground again, and when you hear she's close, throw the comb. It will turn into a thick, thick forest. She won't be able to get through it. The girl took the towel and the comb and ran out. The dogs wanted to tear at her. She threw them some bread, and they let her pass.
1: Oh, really? Okay. I'm just hung
2: up on the fact that the dogs like bread, and the cat likes ham. I mean, it's not the other way around.
1: Actually, no animal likes bread, other than goats. Birds? Birds. But birds aren't real. Pigs, probably. Pigs like anything. Fish? Fish do you like bread. It's not good for all of those things. Yeah, but dogs certainly... Oh, they love wet bread, that's true. Never mind, go ahead.
0: <laughs> the gate wanted to slam on her. She poured some oil under the hinges, and it let her pass. The birch she wanted to lash her eyes out. She tied it back with a ribbon, and it let her pass. And the cat sat down at the loom and started to weave. He didn't weave as much as he tangled things. He's a cat. Baba Yaga came over to the window and asked, Are you weaving, my little niece? Are you weaving, my
1: dear?
0: I'm weaving, auntie. I'm weaving, dear. The tomcat answered in a hoarse voice. A hoarse
2: voice like the young girl? Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, Russia. That's fair.
0: Baba Yaga raced into the hut and saw that the girl had run away and started beating and scolding the tomcat. Why hadn't he scratched the girl's eyes out? I've been serving you for so long, said the tomcat, and you've never even given me a bone, but she gave me some hands. Baba Yaga threw herself at the dogs, on the gates, on the birch tree, and the maidservant. She started scolding each one and pounding them. The dogs told her, we've been serving you so long and you've never thrown us a burned crust, and she gave us some bread. The gate said, I've been serving you so long, you've never even poured water on my hinges, and she poured some oil. The birch tree said, I've been serving you so long and you've never tied me up with bread, but she tied me up with the rib. And the maidservant said, I've been serving you for so long, and you've never given me a rag, but she gave me a handkerchief.
1: Thank you, thank you, really.
0: mm-hmm. Baba Yaga, the bony leg, sat right down in her mortar, pushed along with the pestle, swept the tracks away from her broom, and set off to chase the girl. The girl put her ear to the ground and heard Baba Yaga chasing her and already getting close. She up and threw the town, turned into a river, so wide, so wide. Baba Yaga came to the river and her teeth squeaked with malice. She's got sharp As teeth. iron
2: teeth often do,
1: they squeak.
0: She went back home, got her bulls, and drove them to the river. The bulls drank the whole river dry. Baba Yaga set off again in pursuit. The girl put her ear to the ground and heard that Baba Yaga was close. She threw the comb and it turned into a forest so thick and terrible. Baba Yaga started to chew it. But no matter how she tried, she couldn't chew through it, so she went back home.
2: That was her, that was her play? It was to chew the forest down?
0: You know, whatever. She's okay. got iron teeth.
1: With a pack Pac-Man on it. Yeah.
0: But the old man had already come back, and he asked, Where on earth is my daughter? She went to her aunt's, the stepmother answered. A little later, the girl herself ran up to the house. Where were you? asked her father. Oh, Dad, she said. It was like this. Mother sent me to my aunt's to ask for a needle and thread to sew me a shirt. But my aunt is a Baba Yaga, and she wanted to eat me. How'd you get away, daughter? Like this, then she told him the story. When the old man found out all about it, he got angry with his wife and shot her. Okay. But he and his daughter went on living, and living well, and earning riches. And I was there. I drank mead and beer. It flowed down my mustache, but didn't go in my
2: So we shot the wife, but the wife survived, lived happily ever after, so that's just a little side note that she got shot.
0: No, um, he killed the wife, and he and his daughter lived. Oh, together. he and the daughter lived. Okay, yeah.
2: sweet. So stepmom died.
0: Yeah, the stepmom died. Cool. well. But I mean, it's kind of fair. She's going to kill the kid. Yeah. So he killed her.
2: Yeah. Um, it's fairy tale logic. I guess fairy tales really have
1: it out for step-mo- stepmoms. step moms.
0: They do. So. Stepmoms really hate their new children. I guess.
1: I mean, yeah. No. Meh. Times were different in Russia. <laughs> I guess.
2: Maybe. Fuck. Okay. I didn't know guns were in play. It's interesting that guns were in play. Yeah, I guess he just shot her. Thing. I
0: didn't know that was the a gun area either, but here we are.
2: <laughs> gun area, gun time. Just...
0: Yeah, what ifs. Alright. Maybe he shot her with a crossbow.
2: Yeah, it's possible. Maybe he shot her with a uh a a sling.
1: Maybe. Maybe he gave her a shot of uh Mad Dog 2020, and she died from that.
0: Okay. This next one is called Baba Yaga and the Kid. Once they lived a tomcat, a sparrow, and a young man, which made three.
2: does, yeah. Good job, story. So far, <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> the tomcat and the sparrow went to cut wood, and they said to the kid, You look after the house, but watch out. If a Baba Yaga comes and starts counting the spoons, don't say anything. Be quiet. All right, said the kid. The tomcat and the sparrow left, and the kid climbed up on the stove and sat behind the stovepipe. Suddenly, a Baba Yaga appeared, picked up the spoons, and started counting. This is the tomcat's spoon. This is the sparrow's spoon. Spoon.
1: Spoon. Own it.
0: (laughs) And the third one is the kid's. The kid couldn't bear it, and he shouted, Baba Yaga, don't you touch my spoon!
2: Touch my spoon, Baba Yaga!
0: Baba Yaga grabbed the kid got into her mortar, and rode off. She rode in the mortar, pushed along with the pestle, and swept away her tracks with a broom. The kids started to yell, Run, cat! Fly, sparrow! They heard him, and they came running. The cat scratched Baba Yaga while the sparrow pecked her, and they took the kid away from her. The next day, they were getting ready to go into the forest again to cut wood, and they told the kid, Watch out! If Baba Yaga comes, don't say anything. This time, we're going far away. No sooner had the kids settled down behind the stovepipe, than the Baba Yaga appeared again and started to count the spoons. This is the cat spoon. This is the sparrow spoon. This one is the kid's. The kid couldn't bear it, and he shouted, Don't you touch my spoon, Baba Yaga! The Baba Yaga... <laughs> it changed the words here. It said Yaga Baba here, but I... That's just...
2: what I said last it's night weird. when I asked you if you were excited to record Yaga Baba.
0: The Baba Yaga grabbed the kid and dragged him outside, but the kid shouted, cat sparrow help they heard him and came running the tomcat scratched the sparrow pecked at the ya- baba yaga it's changing all the things again Sparub. sparrow sparrow mm. they got the kid away from her and went back home um so then it's the same thing here
1: <laughs> you know, You're really like
0: giving
2: okay, up on the fr- the rhythm. Day. yeah yeah I know.
0: They I go to the. Kid, they get sick. ready to go cut wood. They say to the kid, "Now watch out! If Baba Yaga comes, keep quiet. We're gonna go far away now." Yeah. The tomcat and the sparrow left, and the third one, the kid, took a seat Wanna on the stove behind the pipe. Yeah. The Baba Yaga took the spoons again and started counting. This is the cat spoon. This is the sparrow spoon, and the third one is the kid. The kid kept quiet this time. It took him three days.
1: As it often does
0: children. They... Baba Yaga counted a third time. This is the cat spoon. This is the sparrow spoon. Spoon. I don't know why I can't do that. And the third one's the kids. You're being
2: lulled into the rhythm and rhyme of the Baba Yaga. I
0: guess. The kid couldn't bear it. He started to bellow. Don't you touch my spoon, you slut! Okay. Sweet.
1: We're we're going there. Oh, God.
0: Baba Yaga dragged the kid away. Um, the kid shouted for his friends again, but this time the brothers didn't hear him.
2: Oh, they're, they're siblings.
0: Well, the boys it was farrowing. like a sort of familial feeling versus, I think, the literal.
1: Ah, yeah. Okay.
0: Baba Yaga dragged of a the band kid home. Of
1: brothers, in a way.
0: Put him in the stove box, stoked the stove herself, and said to her eldest daughter, So, girl, I'm going to rest. You roast up this kid for my lunch. Yeah. All right. Her daughter answered. (laughs) Just, sure. Yeah.
2: Whatever whatever you need.
0: The stove got nice and hot. The girl ordered the kid to come out. The kid came out, and the girl said, lie down in the pan. The kid lay down, stuck one leg toward the ceiling and the other down toward the floor.
2: Visualizing, visualizing.
0: The girl said, not that way, not that way. The kid said, then how? You go ahead and show me. The girl lay down in the pan. The kid didn't lose his nerve. He grabbed the oven fork and shoved the plan with Yaga's daughter straight into the stove. He went back to into the stove box and sat there waiting for Yaga, Baba Yaga. All at once, Baba Yaga came running and said, I want to roll, I want to loll around on this kid's bones. But the kid answered her, Roll around, loll around on your daughter's own bones.
2: Oh, snap. Zing.
0: Zing. Baba Yaga gasped and took a peek. It was her daughter who'd been roasted. Yeah, ma'am, ma'am she shouted. Oh, you scoundrel, just you wait. You won't get out of this one.
2: Yeah, don't don't cook your little daughter. made her into a little quiche. You go eat your daughter quiche now. Mm, look at them delicious
0: bones. She ordered her middle daughter to roast the kid, and she laughed. The middle daughter stoked the stove and told the kid to come out. The kid came out, lay down in the pan, stuck one foot up to the ceiling and the other down toward the floor. The this middle is gonna work said, on me. Not like that, not like that. Then show me how. The girl lay down in the roasting pan. The kid up and shoved her into the stove and went back into the stove box. And there he sat. All at once, Baba Yaga ran in. I want to rule. I want to low-lound on the kid's bones.
2: This fable is turning out to be like a fetch quest where it's just like, yeah, I know, I know. I know. Can I press X to, uh, X to skip? Mm-hmm, because it's just mm-hmm. going to happen the way I... It, no, it, it did. It, she got trapped and.
0: And he's like, roll around, roll around on your daughter's bones. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of us coming.
0: <laughs> Baba Yaga was furious. Yeah. Ah, just wait, you won't get away from me. She ordered her youngest daughter to roast him. Okay. But nothing doing. The kid cooked the, the kid cooked that one too. See, they stopped as well.
2: Oh, they just went for it that time. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, so he yeah, just go got out. her
0: too. Baba Yaga got even angrier, angrier. Just wait, she said, <laughs> you won't get away from me. She stoked the stove and shouted. Come out, kid. Lie down there on the roasting pan. The kid lay down, one foot up, one down the floor, and wouldn't fit in the oven. What is this
2: technique? Where did he learn this?
0: He's like, I can't fit in the oven if I stick one foot up, so that's the technique. And Baba Yaga's like, not like that, not like that. But the kid acted as if he didn't know.
2: I like that he's also doing this each and every time over a uh, progressively more boar-covered pan. Yeah. Three young women have just been cooked on this pan.
0: He's like, I don't know how to do it. You show me. Baba Yaga lay right down and curled up in the pan. The kid never hesitated. He went and shoved her into the stove. He ran home, went in, and told his brothers, let me tell you what I did to Baba Yaga. The end. (laughs) So, he tried it Yeah, I know that. I'm aware. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Please don't repeat it.
0: You know. Things happen in threes. Yeah, they always do. They always do.
2: Always, always. Okay, well, lovely.
0: Let's do one more and then we will stop for this one and then keep the rest for next. Okay, so this one is called Baba Yaga and the Runt. (laughs) There lived a man and a woman who had no children. No matter what they did, no matter how they prayed to God. The old woman still didn't bear any children. One day the man no, went... Unlike
2: a child. Because no matter how hard I plow, I me. make goop inside you that makes a child. <laughs> my sweet... One
0: day the man went into the woods to get mushrooms.
2: Yes, this will road, distract me from the fact that my... My tallywhack and no... Elicit's love.
0: On the road he ran into a very old man. I know what's in your thoughts, he said. You keep thinking about the children. Go through the village, collect one egg from every household, and put a brood hen to sit on those eggs.
1: You need per, uh, consent.
0: You'll see for yourself what happens.
1: I feel like you need to ask before you go and do that.
0: The old man went back to the village. There were forty-one households in the village, and so he went around to all of them, took an egg from each, and put a brood hen on the forty-one eggs. Two weeks passed. It's gonna
1: be a thick-ass chicken.
0: The man. The old man took a look, and the old woman took a look too, and they saw that the eggs had hatched out a lot of boys. There were forty Boo-hoo boys. Yeah, there were forty strong, healthy ones.
2: Oh, look at all these boys!
0: One hadn't turned out so well. He was oh. puny and weak. The old man started to give names to the boys. He gave names to all of them, but there were no names left for the last one. Well, he said, "You can be called Rent. The old man and the that old woman's grew children grew. That boy grew up to grew.
1: be Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs>
0: They grew not by the day, but by the hour. They grew up and started to work to help their father and mother. The forty fine lads were busy in the field while Runt looked after things at home. It got to be time for him. This is our
2: houseboy. He makes juice. (laughs) Our little juice lad we keep in the cellar. (laughs) Squeeze away at
1: those grapefruits, lad. Your mother needs mimosas for her sad midday drink.
0: It got to be time for haymaking, and the brothers mowed the grass, put up the haystacks, the and worked for a week, and then hey came maker. back to the village. They ate whatever God had sent and lay down to sleep. The old man looked and said, Young and green, they eat a lot and they sleep soundly, but they haven't done any work. First you out and take a look, Dad, Ron answered him. The old man put on his jacket and went out into the meadows. He looked, and there were forty haystacks raked together. Aye, the boys are good lads. They both so much in one week, and it raked, raked it all into stacks. The next day, the father got ready to go to the meadows again, since he wanted to admire his goods.
2: Yes, let me go and gaze upon my good lads.
0: He got uh, there, and it seemed that one of the stacks was missing.
2: Oh, my glistening, sweaty boys, what has happened?
0: He went back home and said, Ah, children, do you know that one stack has disappeared? Don't worry, Dad, answered Rent. We'll catch the thief. Give me a hundred rubles, and I'll do it took a hundred rubles from his father and went to the blacksmith. Can you forge me a chain long enough to wrap a person from head to foot? Why wouldn't I be able to forge?
1: Said the kinky blacksmith.
0: (laughs) Be careful. Make it plenty strong. If the chain holds, I'll pay you a hundred rubles. But if it snaps, you've wasted your labor. The blacksmith forged an iron chain. Runch wrapped it around himself, stretched, and the chain snapped. The blacksmith made another twice as strong, and that one was good.
2: Okay, Rent so did we chain. really just didn't even need that other part of the story then, did we, <laughs> Russia. Thanks a lot for that info.
0: Rent took this chain, paid the hundred like, rubles, and went to guard the hay.
2: Did they have a word count they needed
1: to hit? I
0: don't this? know. He sat down under one of the haystacks and waited. At the stroke of midnight, weather changed. The sea grew rough, and a marvelous mare came out of the depths of the sea.
2: Nay! Hello! Gaze upon me! It is I! Mmm! Pony Colette! Yes!
0: <laughs>
2: also, earlier I said that the runt would be played by Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm wrong, it would be Timothy Chalamet, so...
0: Gotcha, he, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, he
2: was this skinny little man. No!
0: <laughs> no! She ran up to the first haystack and started to devour the hay. Mm. Runt jumped out, bridled her with the iron chain, and jumped under her back. The mare started bucking, carrying him over the hill and dale, but no, she wasn't strong enough to shake off the rider.
1: Mm,
2: you really clutched on there, old Timothy. It's like you've done this a few times before. Let's go. I'll show you the in-between of my dunes.
1: Mm.
0: She stopped and said to him, Well, good lad, since you've managed to keep your seat on me, then you must take my foals and break them.
2: Is that a gom-jabar,
1: or are you happy to see me?
0: Mare ran up to the blue sea and neighed loudly. Ah! Then the Blue Sea grew rough and forty-one stallions came out on the shore, each more handsome than the last.
2: Just like my boys.
0: You could go through the whole world and never find the likes of them anywhere.
2: Look at that one. It's Naden Christians.
0: In the morning, the old man heard neighing and stamping in the yard. What could it be? But it was his son, Runt, who had driven the whole herd home. Hi there, brothers, he said. Now there's a horse for each of us. Let's ride together to find some brides for ourselves.
2: It's Tom Hooves.
0: Let's go. Their mother and father gave them their blessing, and the brothers set out on a long road. They rode for a long time through the white world, but where could they find so many brides? Is that just
2: Europe? Oh, you said wide world.
0: No, it says white.
2: Okay, that's what I heard.
1: So, Europe. I guess. Or just... Yeah.
0: Or maybe like the middle... No. I don't know.
1: Or
2: Antarctica?
0: They didn't want to get married separately, so that no one's feelings would be hurt. But what mother can brag that she had 41 daughters at a time? Uh, the fine lads rode over thrice nine lands and came upon a palace of white stone on a steep mountain surrounded by a high wall Gondor. with iron columns paced, placed at the gates. And they counted, and there were 41 pillars. So they fastened their 41 fancy horses to these pillars and went into the courtyard.
2: Does it say fancy horses, or was that just you taking some artistic liberty? Because they are very fancy horses.
0: Uh, there's a Russian word that I can't say.
2: So, so I, you just... I just assumed it was fancy. Place old fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's it's probably drunken.
0: Yeah, who knows? A Baba Yaga met them there. Ah, you, uncalled and uninvited. Oh, f- How dare you hitch your horses without permission. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: p- 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 you need to stay.
0: Well, old woman, what are you shouting for? First give us something to eat and drink and take us to the bathhouse. Classic. And then afterward, ask us for news.
2: Classic statement from someone that has just ridden through the white world.
0: Baba Yaga fed them, gave them something to drink, took them to the bathhouse. And then started to ask them, What is it, good lads? Are you doing a deed or fleeing a deed? Baba Yaga always asked a question like that. We're doing a deed, grandmother. And what is, you, what is it you need?
1: Oh, I thought
2: you said doing a steed. I was about to have sex with one of my many horse brethren. Uh, doing a deed? No, none of that. None of that today.
0: Why, we're looking for brides. I have daughters, said Baba Yaga. She ran into the chambers and brought out forty-one maidens. They got engaged right away and began to drink, to celebrate and to hold the wedding. In the evening, Runt went to look in on his horse. His good horse saw him and spoke up in a human voice. Look out, Master. When you lie down to sleep with your young wives, dress them in your clothes and put on your wives' clothes yourselves. Otherwise, we'll all be lost. Runt told this to his brothers, and so they decked the young wives out in their clothes, put on the wives' clothes themselves, and lay down to sleep.
2: And these are horses, so it's horse, horse clothing?
0: No, the wives are the... They're like Bobby Agatha. Okay. Right, because horse...
1: they rode there on their horses.
0: Yeah. They all fell asleep, But Runt didn't close an eye. At the stroke of midnight, Baba Yaga shouted loudly, Hey you, my faithful servants, cut the wild heads off these uninvited guests. Her faithful servants came running and cut off the wild heads of Baba Yaga's own daughters. Runt woke up his brothers and told them everything that had happened. They took the heads and stuck them on the iron pikes around the wall, and then saddled their horses and rode off in haste. That
2: was necessary. Why did they take the time to decorate? I don't know.
0: In the morning, Baba Yaga got up, looked out the window, and all around the wall, her daughter's heads were stuck on the spikes.
2: Oh, that's nice. So she just called out this order, then went to bed.
0: Mm hmm. Nice. She was horribly angry, ordered her fiery shield, rode off in pursuit, and started shooting fire from the shield in all four directions. Where could the five lads hide themselves? Ahead of them was the blue sea, behind them was a Baba Yaga, burning and shooting. They could have all died. But Runt had a good idea. He had thought to take a handkerchief from Baba Yaga, and he waved that kerchief in front of him. Suddenly a bridge appeared that stretched across the whole blue sea. The fine lags rode across it to the other side. Runt waved the handkerchief in the other direction, and the bridge disappeared. Baba Yaga went back, and the brothers rode off for home.
1: The end. I like the horses.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was an interesting, it was the a sort of did, anticlimactic ending.
2: Yeah, the rest I don't really care for. It does, I mean, ironically, it did kind of end like a dune, book. in that it just, rising action, rising and action, and it's over.
0: Yeah, we're um, done now. That bridge really worked, so hmm, yeah. that's okay. it. Okay, well. The rising conflict was, in fact,
2: cool. So well, destroying a bridge. I know you said at the outset of this episode that um, we were going to be doing a two-parter.
1: Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because it would be a real shame to be rushing through it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So this show, you wouldn't want to be rushing.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't want to. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, so, thank you, Maddie. Mm -hmm. I
2: appreciate your uh, edutaining us with these glorious little tight tails. And all your hefty, girthy book some backstory that you gave us um i really feel like i know this nasty wet woman in a way that i didn't beforehand um
0: so if you want to email us some tales or other such commentary you can send us an email at addstoryteller at gmail.com and what are our social medias Tucker?
2: we are on instagram at ADD storytelling podcast
1: and we're on the tiktok Uh, at ADD storytelling,
0: ADD underscore storytelling,
1: yeah, but you don't write the word underscore, there's just an underscore mark, that's right. In case that was
0: the punctuation, underscore,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. the filigree of an underscore, one minute. Um, yeah, otherwise, look forward to a fucking
2: rip roaring good time next week as we take you into the world of insert uh, audio here with whatever I choose, now, so here. one. Yeah, that's going to be great. So, can't wait to talk about that next week um, on Tuckered Out, but until then, take a little uh, hiatus from the world of Yaga Baba Baba Yaga uh, and come back to these horse boys, these little plaid lads, these little silken man donuts in two weeks.
0: Well, there are stories then, but we've got other people to talk about.
2: Well, probably more boys, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's some boys.
2: boys. Give me boys! Give me boys! Give me boys!
0: Tell your friends that we have a podcast. We want to have a podcast with more people.
2: Tell your dad.
0: Tell your dad.
1: Tell your dads. All right.
0: Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Night, bitches.